comment. I want you to look with me real quickly. I hadn't planned on this, but I want to look real quick. If you got your Bibles real fast, I want you to go to the book of Luke chapter 11. The book of Luke chapter 11, beginning with verse 9. Luke chapter 11, verse 9. We're still talking about the Spirit-filled life. I know we had a a couple-week break uh, due to Easter and such, but um, we're going to go ahead and and, kind of take off where we ended last time. We were talking about the Holy Spirit being the helper. And uh, again, Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Jesus is speaking on prayer, but he he comes around to where we're ta- what we're talking about. He says, if you'll look along with me, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Isn't that good news? If we ask, what happens? If we ask, we receive. So for everyone who asks receives, you seeks, finds, and him who knocks, it will be opened. Now look what he says here, verse 11. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? (laughs) The answer is no, right? A dad is going to give his son or his daughter what they need. In other words, what they asked for. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Well, of course not. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Anybody, any parents done that? You know, your kid asked for candy and you, you, you handed them a, 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 a scorpion or something along, a, a snake. Or No, you wouldn't do that, would you? Of course you wouldn't do that. Now, look at verse 13. If you then, being evil... Now, how many are evil here? Don't raise your hand. All right, you're not evil. What, another way of saying this is that uh, you are... Uh, you have human frailties, okay, compared to our Heavenly Father, all right? He is perfect. How many would agree? He is the perfect. He is Heavenly Father. He is perfect. So he's, he's comparing the two, and he said, if you then being evil or got all these human frailties, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So Jesus is making it simple here, isn't he? He he said the whole time that a normal human earthly parent, if their child asks for bread, what what are they going to give the child? Bread, right? They ask for a cup of water, what are they going to give them? A cup of water. They're not going to give them something they didn't ask for. All right? They're not going to hurt them, right? So what is Jesus saying? He's saying in reference to the Holy Spirit, in reference to our receiving Him in our life, which we've uh, called again the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being filled with the Spirit, He's saying what? That if you ask the Heavenly Father for the Holy Spirit, what is He going to give you? The Holy Spirit, right? He's not going to give you something else. He's not going to slip something in. You're not going to get something, some other thing that you didn't ask for. You're simply going to receive what you asked for. Your Heavenly Father loves you. He takes care of you. And so if you ask Him for the Holy Spirit, He's going to what? He's going to give you what you asked for. He's going to give you the Holy Spirit. And how many know the Holy Spirit is good for us? Jesus said, I must go so that the Father can send the Holy Spirit to you. And there's a benefit to that. And that is, as we've mentioned, there's only one of Jesus. And what I mean is when He was on the earth, 
Many, many people think it would be such a, what would have been such a privilege to be born at that time and be able to meet him and talk with him. But the reality is you probably would have had a difficult time getting to him. He was uh, very popular. I mean, when, when the miracles and things were, were going on, it would have probably been very, very difficult to get near him or to get to him. And remember, there's only one of him. But the reason he said it was important that he go... And he said he would pray the Father, that the Father would send the Holy Spirit to us. And why? Well, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. And we can all have Him. Amen? We can all be a part. We can all have fellowship with Him. It's not just for one person. We, the, the, in fact, Jesus said that um, we may be impressed with the works He was doing, but He said, greater works are you going to do. What was He talking about? He wasn't necessarily talking about greater in capability as he was talking about greater in quantity. In other words, there's more of us than there was of him. And we all ought to be walking in the power of God. But the fact is, is that we are all able and capable by the Holy Spirit to walk in the level that Jesus walked in. See, Jesus was baptized in the Holy Ghost, whether you realize it or not. You remember um, where he was baptized in the Holy Ghost, and remember, and the dove came down, and the Lord spoke, and instantly the Spirit of God led Jesus out into the desert, and that's where the devil tempted him, remember, those three times. And guess what? The devil didn't win, did he? Amen. He was defeated. How was he defeated? He was defeated because Jesus was filled with the Spirit of God, and he had the Word of God. And those two create a power combination in our life. You take the Word of God and you take the Spirit of God. And listen to me, this is what you say. Say it with me. Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. That is true when you combine those two. There's a power in you. There's an ability in you. Just like we can read about Jesus and we see performed in the Acts of the Apostles. And as you go through the book of Acts, the, a lot of them were just general Christians, just believers, and you saw great and mighty things done through them. We saw Peter absolutely transformed when he was filled with the Holy Ghost. He went from a stumbling guy who always put his foot in his mouth who always would put himself out there in awkward situations. And we saw God use him mightily after the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Why is that so important? Well, Jesus said, listen, wait here until you're filled with the Holy Ghost. He was talking to them. We don't have to wait anymore. But he said, you will be endued with power from on high. In other words, the power of God is going to be available to you through the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Praise God that we're not left alone. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. That's true. How do we know that? The Spirit of God lives in us. Amen? Does the Spirit of God live in you? Amen? So He's with us all the time. That power, that ability. Praise God for that. Now, real quickly, I want to reiterate the fact that again, there is a benefit to being filled with the Holy Spirit, and that is, is that that power that Jesus needed, and if Jesus needed it, how much more do we? Amen? I mean, if Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost to fulfill His ministry, to do what God called Him to do, how much more do we? 
Amen? We all need that. That power of God. I heard one preacher describe it this way. He said, sure, you don't have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. But he said, it's kind of like going to town without your pants on. In other words, you're not fully equipped. You know, you're not fully, you're not fully armored. You know, you're not fully ready. The fact is, is that people can say, well, I, I, I'm going to avoid that. Why would you avoid everything that God had available for you? You know, say, well, I'm on my way to heaven. I'm born again. Well, that's almost an us for no more mentality. That is almost a mentality of my life is just lived for me and I just want to make it through. I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't want to stir anything up. I just want to live my life and get to the other side. Well, that's a very selfish attitude. How many would agree? That is very selfish. We ought to be living our life for the Lord Jesus Christ and how we do that is by serving one another. And in order to do that successfully, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it on our own. You know, I remember uh, uh, several years ago, the Lord reminded me of this and where the Holy Spirit will help us. I mentioned to you the Holy Spirit is not here just to help you with spiritual things. Your life consists more of spiritual things, but spiritual things should be number one. But the fact is, your life is more than that, right? How many would agree this coat is not spiritual? right? It's not spiritual, but it's cold outside, so a coat becomes what? Necessary, right? We live in a physical body. We have relationships with people that are not just spirits, you know? When you have a new baby, guess what? You're going to find out real quick there's more than just spiritual stuff going on, because that, that ain't spiritual stuff coming out of them, right? I mean, right? I mean, that your life is more than just spiritual things. And the Holy Spirit is here to help us with everything in life. It doesn't matter what it is. He's here to help. Everybody say help. You know, I remember years ago, I had never actually lived in a home my entire life. My parents were nomadic. And we lived from apartment to apartment to apartment to apartment. Every two years, man, we were moving. I don't know why. I think it was just because they thought maybe something would change or be different or better. The funny thing is most of this happened in the same town, you know, <laughs> so we weren't going too far, but we were always moving. We never had roots. Never li- I never lived in a home, never had a yard, never, never experienced anything like that. And my wife and I, when we first got married, um, I did what I knew to do, but I, I, we weren't in a position to buy a home or anything like that. And years went by, and God began to prosper me and, and her. And, and so we, we, I really wanted a home. And, but at the time, I happened to have been going to Bible school. I was extremely busy, worked a full-time job, and then I would leave my full-time job and go to school for three or four hours in the evening. And so I was really, really busy. On top of that, it was also... Uh, the youth minister at our church, and doing a number of other things. So I didn't have a lot of free time. That was, it was, I, I was extremely busy, and we really had the desire for the house. And, and so Lisa would do a lot of research. Remember back in the internet days on dial-up? Remember, you know, when you try to get on your computer, all the noises it would make, and then you watch the screen roll down at super speed, you know? Well, she started doing research on 
you know, uh, you know what she could on the internet, and uh, you know, finding papers and different things, and she was beginning to put together, this is the home that I want. In other words, I want this. I want it to be in a cul-de-sac. I want it to have a rock face. I want, you know, all these details. I want this size yard, and I want it fenced in, and I want it secure for the kids, and so on and so The kids were much younger at the time, and, and uh, I was a little too busy to be looking. I did not have time to to sit there certainly waiting for the high-speed internet, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't have time to fuss with all that, and so I kind of left most of that up to her. But what I would do as head of the house is I didn't just leave her out there on that. What I would do is I would go to prayer. In other words, as I would spend time with the Lord, I, I'd lift that situation up. And I, I would say, Father, you know all things. And you know exactly where this home is that Lisa desires. You know where this is and how to connect us to it. And so what I would do is I would just pray in the Spirit. And remember we taught you, if you want to write this down, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, I believe. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Romans eight twenty six will show you that the, the Holy Spirit is here to help us pray when we don't know how to pray. Like, I didn't know exactly how to pray this out, so what I would do is pray in the Spirit. And we taught you that when we pray in the Spirit, what are we praying? We're praying the perfect will of God concerning that situation. And so what I did was I would spend my time here and there just praying about it. I would pray. I would just pray. I would just take a walk because I needed to spend that time with the Lord just to keep my sanity and how busy I was. And so I would just, I would just sit there, Father, you know the situation, where we're at. And so I just pray in the Spirit. And I would, that's what I would do. And then when I was done, and I believe I just had a, a peace in my heart, I would just say, Father, I just thank you for that answer. I thank you for that answer that I prayed out concerning that home, that situation. Well, there's, I want you to see how the Holy Spirit flows and leads us. Okay, Now, I have been praying about this off and on for probably a couple months. And Lisa was looking and doing different things when she could. And she had more information than realtor. I'm serious. She was more prepared. You know, with the realtor, she would correct the realtor. No, that's not what's there. It's this. <laughs> you know, and, and we would look at this place and look at that. But when I could, and I just wasn't happy. And I thought, we can't be fussing with looking at all these things. I'm already short on time. And so I began to concentrate more on the praying and believing God that the Holy Spirit would direct us. And so one afternoon we happened to have had, I think it was actually Good Friday, we actually had the day off. And so we were going to meet some uh, friends of ours in the ministry for lunch. And we had a few moments beforehand. And Lisa said, can we ride by these three houses real quick? And they weren't real far away from where we need to be. And I said, sure. And this is, you know, maybe about 11 o'clock. Well, we run across this house in this cul-de-sac, the stone face, everything that Lisa wanted. And instantly when I saw it, on on the inside of my spirit, I knew that's it. That's it right there. But we didn't have time to deal with anything right then, and we needed to meet someone for lunch and so on. And I said, well, maybe we'll work it out. Well, we'll call the realtor and sometime tomorrow, maybe we can go see it or something like that. And so we go to lunch, and the whole time we're at lunch, 
I just keep on thinking about that one place. It's just, it's, I just can't get my, my heart off of it. And so all day long, we were busy in the afternoon, doing all these different things. And it was about 7 o'clock that evening. Eight, no, I might even have been closer to 9, maybe even a little bit later. And I just had it up inside me, call the realtor right now. Call her right now and make an appointment first thing in the morning. So it was something like quarter of 10, and I had to convince Lisa to call the realtor. She had talked with her several times, you know, and, and I said, just call her. She's a realtor. She gets paid to sell the house. I don't care what time it is. And she's, I don't want to call this late, you know, and I'm like, just call. And so she called, and we were, had the first appointment first thing in the morning, something like 9.30 in the morning at the house. Well, the next morning we get to the house, and we're walking around, and it's exactly what Lisa and I want. In other words, the yard is exactly what we want. It's on the cul-de-sac. It's got the rock face. It's got the fireplace the way she wanted. It had virtually everything, just a couple little minor cosmetic you know, painting you know, to, to get it to what we wanted on the inside. But other than that, the yard was in really good condition, the landscaping. I mean, everything was there. And so we get in there, and Lisa and I kind of looking around and said, this is it. Let's just... Let's just, uh, you know, put the earnest money down and, and we'll take it and, and so on. And, and uh, we'll take off from there and sign a contract. And, and anyway, we do that. Well, the, the, uh, w- there was a woman that had an appointment right behind us. Uh, remember, she already had her appointment. She was actually the first one in the morning. And uh, we found out later she was going to buy the house. So in other words, if I wouldn't have... If I wouldn't have obeyed the Spirit of God as the Spirit of God was leading me that evening and made such an issue, even though it seemed inconvenient, in, even though it seemed odd you know, at that time to press the issue of going first thing in the morning, we would have missed it. The other lady would have bought the house and, and beat us out of it. And uh, how many know the Holy Ghost helps us? And that's my point. My point is that's not a spiritual thing. Not a spiritual thing at all, but it's a need in my life. I need help with it. And what I'm trying to get across is the Holy Spirit is available to help us in every area of life. Every area. He will help guide us to find the right mate. He will help guide us to get the right car. He will help guide us into a sale. How many many females here like to shop? He could get you at the right, I mean, not just the females, there's a bunch of guys here too, just different stuff, you know. Uh, but my, my, I mean, my point is, is that how many like to walk in at the right time at the right place and get a right, the right deal, right? You're not running around town spending six hours looking for something that you're not going to find, you know. Anybody ever done that? Oh, I've done it. I mean, wasted so many hours and frustrated and, and see the Holy Spirit can accomplish something in just a moment or two that could take you years to figure out. If you just let Him in your life, if you just invite Him and give Him room to speak, if you'll spend some time praying in the Spirit, it is so important to do that because we want to be led and, and, and guided. I don't know everything. Do you know everything? There's a lot of things I don't. Do I know if the person's being honest who's trying to sell me that used car? Or are they hiding something? Or maybe the house has a big old issue, but they don't want to say anything. Right? Or how do you know what's in someone's heart? How many, how many think, is marriage a big deal? 
like colossal. I mean, right up there with getting born again, because you're going to spend the rest of your life, or you're supposed to, with that person. So how many believe it ought to be the right person the first time go around? Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit knows what's in someone's heart. The Holy Spirit knows what you don't know. And there's a lot of people who can look really good on the outside, but they're full of dead men bones on the inside. In other words, they're not real. They're a fake. I mean, if you have ever uh, supervised in a business and had to hire people, you've experienced that. Boy, they were not what I hired. <laughs> they are not the person that, that I thought they were. My wife, she was involved with a lot of hiring where she used to work at, and story after story after story she can give you that, boy, they played it on. They, they put it on heavy. They looked sharp. They, they, they seemed like they were the right person, but then all it takes is a little bit of time to reveal who they really are. Well, the Holy Spirit knew all along, right? Can we involve the Holy Spirit in even the small things of life, you know? I mean, we can, he's here to help us. Everybody say help. That's what I want to get across today. He's here to help us. Now, the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit several times as he in John 16, 13, and 14. Look with me on the screen. John 16, 13, and 14. Notice how many times Jesus says the word he. However, when he the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Listen to me carefully. The reason I'm making this point is because many people don't see the Holy Spirit as an individual. They don't see the Holy Spirit as a person, um, as a person that you can get to know, as a person that can, wants to be a part of your life, as a person that wants to lead you and guide you and help you and communicate with you, to reveal things to you. Instead, the Holy Spirit is, is looked at sometimes by some people as it. Or the Spirit. Ooh, you can't understand the Spirit. And it's just some, you know, Casper-like thing that moves about. It's the power of God or some other spiritual expression of God. The Holy Spirit is a real person. And it's very, very important that we make that distinction. You can get to know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be a part of your life. He. Everybody say He. And that's what Jesus is trying to make a point here. He refers to the Holy Spirit as a person, not an it. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would dwell with us, that He would be in us, and that we could know Him, that we could be, uh, have a relationship with Him, that we could be connected. When I say relationship, I don't, I know we all have a relationship with God because we're born again. But how many know there's a difference between relationship and fellowship? You know, fellowship is different. You may have a relationship with your kids, but many of you would hope for a better fellowship with them, a better connection. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, just like you can have acquaintances in life, you have also friends in life. You have those that are close to you. Well, Jesus said 
that I no longer call you servants, but I call you my friends. And one of the ways that he communicates, that he connects with us, is by the Holy Spirit. That's how we connect to the Father and connect to Jesus. That's how we hear Him. It's by the Spirit of God. And we can get to know Him as a person. The problem is a lot of people acknowledge the Father and they'll acknowledge Jesus, but they kind of dismiss the Holy Spirit. One habit that I got into when I was young in the Lord, just beginning to learn some of these things, I would get up in the morning and when I had an opportunity... I would say, good morning, Father, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit. And I I would also practice that at night. Good night, Father, good night, Jesus, good night, Holy Spirit. See, I wanted to make sure, I didn't want anybody to miss out. (laughs) I wanted wanted a connection. I I needed to help myself think that way, where I realized the Spirit of God is available to me, that He will never leave me and He will never forsake me. And not only that, but we have this wonderful friend that knows all things. That everything is invisible to him the way he sees. Oh, not invisible, but um, I mean see-through. Okay. In other words, everything is open to the eyes of the Lord. And yet, people that we hang around with or we're a part of, you don't know what's in someone else's heart. You really don't know their motive or their intention, but the Lord sees right through it. What an advantage we can have in our life in dealing with people. Amen? Now, the Spirit of God's not a tattletale. He's not, so if you think the Spirit of God gossips to me about you and the things that are maybe wrong in your life, and anybody here got anything that maybe could improve in life? Okay, we all got them. He's not a gossip. He's not talking about someone else. Even me as a pastor, he'll give me glimpses into things, and if necessary, he'll give me a very clear uh, identifying thing to, to, to deal with, and the reason for that is because it will bless them and help them. Okay, But normally, all I do is get a sense. I just see you. In other words, I'm doing my own thing, minding my own business, and I cannot get Cindy out of my heart. I'm sitting there brushing my teeth, and I'm seeing Cindy in the mirror. I'm doing, my other, I'm doing something else or eating breakfast, and, and I'm seeing Cindy. She's in my heart. Well, what is the Lord leading me? He's leading me to pray for Cindy. Now, if He wants to give me more details, then He'll give me more details. But the fact is, is that what he's asking me to do is he's laid Cindy on my heart. So the best thing I know to do is pray for her. Now, the Lord may, again, in the middle of that, he may lead me to go further. I remember we had a a person in the congregation and uh, their house uh, burnt down. Uh, They had a fire inside the house and this person was sleeping in the bedroom and had no idea the fire was even going on and the day or two before i kept on having that person on my heart and i remember the very night that this happened i woke up and i had them on my heart so i began to pray for them i just now i didn't have any clue what was going on so how can i pray if i don't know how to pray i prayed in the spirit And so I just lifted up so-and-so, and and I said, Father, I don't know the situation, but I know you do, and you're here to help me, and you want to help them. And so, Father, and I took authority over the devil. I knew, I I did what I knew to do, 
But I began to pray in the Spirit over that and just let it go for a while until I had peace inside me. And when I had peace, I just praised God that whatever that situation was, whatever it is, whatever was going on, was resolved. It was taken care of, and I just went back to bed. Well, the next day, I got a phone call, and they shared the story with me that just a couple hours later, the fire had started outside her bedroom, and it was moving towards and surrounding her bedroom, and they were able to get her out, and there was no issue, and she got out perfectly fine. But the fact is, there's a reason I was praying for her. Amen? How many know the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to show you in a moment, is our intercessor? He stands in the gap. He's our standby. He's here to help us in every area of our life. But we have to allow Him. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. I mean a gentleman. And I don't mean like those gentleman clubs, okay, type thing. He ain't gentlemen. But the fact is, He is a gentleman. He will not override you. He will not push you. See, the devil pushes. The devil is, is like a bully. But see, the Holy Spirit woos you and draws you. And he does it by the goodness and grace of God. He does it by the mercy of God, by the love of God. That's why you want to get right when you make a mistake. He's the one drawing you. It's the goodness of God that leads you back. Well, the Holy Spirit is available to help us. Amen? The word helper is also comforter. And if you were to look up the word comforter in the Greek, you would come up with the word parakletos. Everybody say parakletos. All right. Parakletos. One more time. Parakletos. Okay, I want you to remember that. That word comforter in the Greek has several meanings. And what we're going to look at in a second, we're going to look at the amplified version that reveals those meanings. These are very important because they are different aspects of the Holy Spirit in our life. Okay, Jesus said that the helper would come, the comforter. Okay, Again, the Greek word parakletos meaning several different things. And so let's look here real quick. John 14, 16 in the Amplified. Jesus said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. Now, in the Greek, some of the meanings are counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. Aren't you glad the Holy Ghost isn't going to leave? Amen. He's going to remain with us forever. But the fact is, all these things you see, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, are all aspects of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit will manifest in your life. Everybody say, my life. So in other words, He's available for you to help you in these various different ways. For example, He's our comforter. You know, if you've lived any life at all, you know you go through some difficult times, some challenging times. You may lose a loved one. You didn't really lose them, but you know what I'm saying. Um, they're not around anymore, uh, especially if it was a husband and wife or a child or someone very close. Uh, it can hurt. It can be difficult to deal with that. Well, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will help us. And boy, He can comfort like no one can. See, He knows you on the inside. He knows out. He knows your heart's desire. He knows, he knows what they really meant to you. 
No human can understand that. No human can fully relate that. We can do our best. We can be there to hug someone. And we can even manifest Jesus' love towards someone else. But there are things the Holy Spirit can do that we just can't do. And He is our comforter. He's there basically to help us be comfortable in every situation of life. That we don't have to live in fear and anxiety. He's our security, our provider, our guider in life. We know that it's going to be okay. We know that it's going to be okay. Will everything turn out in the end? Even though it looks bad, even though it looks like we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we know that He's with us. Amen? He didn't leave us. He didn't forsake us. And guess what? We were walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to come out in the light soon enough. And the Holy Spirit will help us stay strong while we're going through those dark moments in life. He will provide us with perfect counsel. That right there is the thing of beauty. You know, we can go and see a counselor and... I'm talking about maybe you did this when you were, for example, in in high school or middle school, and they would try to guide you, right? They called them what? Guidance counselors. In other words, they were trying to help people. And uh, it's funny how people in the natural try to help other people, and their whole lives sometimes are falling apart. You know, Lisa worked at a place that that's what their business was, and it was always odd to me that some of the people, because I knew some of the inside things uh, because of my wife, uh, by default, I didn't know them personally. I would just hear things, you know, and they were helping other people and their life was a complete mess. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever go to someone for help and then find out later, dear Lord, why did I go to them? They're worse off than me. In other words, how many of you know we're limited in what we can help people with? But the Holy Spirit is the perfect counselor. He knows all things. And guess what? He's God. He's always right. (laughs) You can't talk Him out of something. He's always right. He's always going to point you in the right direction. He's never going to lead you astray. If you'll take His advice, His guidance, and be led by Him, you'll always have perfect counsel every time, all the time. The problem is this. Not many people do that. Not many people. They look to themselves. They talk to others. They bounce ideas off. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bible says that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. For example, I as the pastor or leader, or even if you want to call it CEO, okay, of this church, still have a board. And what I do is I bounce ideas off. In fact, Anybody that's been around me, that's close to me around me, has had me bounce ideas off them quite frequently. One of the ways I like to hear the Lord is I'll just start talking things out. And as I talk things out, I'll know what direction to go. As I'm bringing it up, I just kind of know in my belly, this is the direction we ought to head. But it helps me to talk it out. Well, I need some sounding boards. (laughs) I need people to listen. And they might say, I don't know, he's babbling on about something, but nonetheless, it's helping me, you know. And so, anyway, the fact is the Holy Spirit is here to help us, so we don't have to guess. Isn't that wonderful? We can always know what to do, but you've got to allow him in your life. He's our intercessor. He'll intervene in our behalf. He'll help us through prayer. 
He'll help us in every area of life. Intervene. Step in the gap. We just don't know what to do, and he'll jump in there and help direct us. He's our strengthener. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's by the Holy Spirit. He'll turbocharge our life when we need it. He's our standby. Isn't it wonderful to know He's always there? That when you call upon the Lord, you're not going to get a busy signal? That you're not going to get an answering machine? In our day and age, that's normal, right? Come on, you know it. That phone rings on your cell phone, and I don't want to talk with them. And so you don't answer it, you know? Boy, no one is talking at all, but you all know it, you know? I mean, you know, you're looking at who it's from, nah, not right now, you know, or maybe you truly are busy or you just didn't hear it. But the fact is, we're never going to get that with the Lord. Amen. We call upon him. And what does he do? He will answer us. Amen. He's there for us by the Holy Spirit. He's always, always available. You might remember just a quick review that the last time we taught, we told you that Jesus showed us several things that the Holy Spirit would do for us. One was he would teach us all things. How many could use some help in some areas? He will teach us all things, spiritual and natural, anything you need. He will bring to your remembrance what you've been taught. Anybody need help with that occasionally? You know, you're in the middle of something and you kind of know the answer, but you're not sure. Well, if you'll just pray and allow him to speak in your life, he'll fill in that gap. He'll help you. He's done it for me many, many times. In fact, just today, I was sitting there um, I don't know if as I woke up in the middle of the night or first thing this morning, but the Lord reminded me of something, and I didn't write it down. And so when I got here to church, I got in my office real quick, and I had my notes out, and I'm like, it's there, but I cannot, you know, it's like, which file is it in, you know? I'm like, I know this is what he wanted me to mention, but I, you know, and so I just said, Lord, you know what it was. I'm asking you by your Spirit to reveal to me, to remind me of what you already told me. And I just I got quiet and just prayed the Spirit for just a moment. And it just came to me. Just boom, that was there. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's done that for me I don't know how many times. He's good to us that way. He will guide us into all truth. You know, there's lots of lies out there. And there's lots of truths out there. But He'll guide us into the truth. He will show us things to come. He'll give you glimpses of things to come. He will show you what belongs to you in Christ. He'll unveil the Word of God to you. Next time you read, don't just start reading the Bible. Ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by your Spirit, I'm asking you to open my eyes. Let me see the truth that you have that only the Holy Spirit can unveil. If you will pray that way, and you mean it, and he knows your heart. I'm, I guarantee you, if you will slow down and you will start allowing him, he'll show you things you never saw before. They'll just start popping out. You'll begin to see things that you've read all your life. And all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I get it. All of a sudden, the light bulb, so to speak, spiritually goes off. He is there to help us. The bottom line is this. The Holy Spirit is here to help us right now no matter what the situation that we may be going through. Some of you are going through great difficulty in some areas of your life, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be a, a, you know, just a, a general family issue, whether it be a financial issue, whether it be direction, whether it be a physical problem in your body. 
I'm here to tell you this morning, by the Spirit of God, He's here to help you. He's here to help you. But you got to let Him in. If you have an issue in your life, and you'll just go to Him and just lay it before the Lord in prayer and pray about it in the Spirit and give Him that room, He will help fix that. I mean, He could help fix a marriage by just spending some time praying. He can help fix a physical problem in your body by you just praying and Him showing you, if you'll stop eating this and you'll start eating this, it'll solve that problem. He might say, you need to sleep more. He might say, you need to slow down. He might say, well, if you'll just spend some more time with me, that problem will get solved. Amen? In other words, you need to be prepared to what? Listen and obey. You, I've had the Spirit of God many... I'll be honest with you. I got pretty bad off this last week or so um, with the flu or whatever it was that got on my body. And uh, to be honest with you, it was a little shock to me because I've never had it before. I've fought sickness, and I mean, you know, within a day, done on the other side of it. I've had my challenges. I'm not immune to that, okay? I'm in this world, and I'm in a physical body, and these challenges are out there. And so they can try to get on me, but I'll be honest with you. A few weeks beforehand, the Spirit of God began to deal with me about spending a little more time personally in the Word of God. A little more time personally with Him, building myself up. And I was busy, and I was busy, and I didn't do it, and I didn't do it, and, it didn't. and all of a sudden, boom, I get hit by this storm. Now, somebody might say, well, didn't the Lord know the storm was coming? Yes, He did. And what was He trying to do? He was trying by the Spirit of God to get my attention. You need to build your faith up personally. Not for what I preach to you, not for what I do in ministry, but for me. My faith has got to work for me just like your faith has got to work for you. I've had the Lord many times uh, before uh, some sort of sickness would try to get on me. And the Lord would begin to tell me, go to bed early. Drink a little more water. And a couple of days before, and go to bed early and drink a little more fluids. And do that for a couple of days. And that thing would try to come on and boom, it just didn't even get a foothold. No issue. But when I would disregard what the Spirit of God was saying, I'm too busy, I don't have time to stop, I got to do this and I got to do that and I don't need the extra rest. Guess what? I'm out cold for about a day and a half. You know, I mean, it hit me hard and it really, you know, slowed me down. But the Spirit of God is there to what? To help us. To help us in every area of life. Not just the, the big things of life. And next time you're going to go purchase something of, of some value. You know, you're going to spend a few hundred dollars. And you know you want to get it. How about you let the Lord in on it? Father, I'm asking in the name of Jesus for your direction. I'm asking you to help me. You see, if we'll acknowledge Him in all our ways... He'll direct us in all our paths. The problem is this. We fail to acknowledge Him. We fail to include Him. We get busy. I can do it on my own. I don't need to bother with the Lord. Or we don't even consider it. Well, guess what? The Lord is standing there saying, Boy, I'd love to do some wonderful things in your life, but you just won't include me. I'm not invited to the party. So what we need to do is be conscious of the Spirit of God. Quit referring Him to just... It. Quit referring to him to just 
He's just the Holy Spirit. He's there all the time, yada, yada, yada. Instead, develop a relationship. Instead, begin to communicate with Him. Instead, develop yourself praying in the Spirit. In other words, don't just dismiss Him. Begin to include Him, and you'll begin to notice you're directed more. Things are sharper. You begin to make better decisions. You know, you begin to make wiser decisions. You begin, he'll just help you, like I said, in every area of life. But you have to include him. You have to do something about it. You know, I remember a time personally and in ministry, this was probably about six or seven years ago, and I was here pastoring, and we were going through a difficult time. Things were tight. I mean, it was tight from the beginning, so to speak, but I guess I started really noticing it. In other words, uh, it was squeezing on me, the pressure uh, inside the church. Now, none of you know that. As some of you who have been around for a number of years, you didn't know it. I wasn't talking it, you know, but I was feeling the pressure. Uh, I was barely able to take any income myself and make sure everything was paid. And, 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 and I'm not going to come to you and say, you need to help this poor old faith preacher. You know, uh, if you don't raise, an, you know, if you don't give me an offering, I'm going to fail. I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you about that. The Lord is my source. And so when that pressure hit me really, really hard, both ministry and obviously affecting me personally, we're talking about me being able to meet the needs of my family. I mean, we're talking just the most basic things were becoming very, very difficult. And I remember what I did was I went to the Lord. I went to a park, actually Hakey Creek Park in in Broken Arrow, and I pulled over, and I remember it was a fall day. It was kind of cool out, and, and I'm in the car, and I'm feeling the pressure of this. Lord, there's so much for this, and 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 I don't even know what to do. I don't know how to do this. And so I began to just pray. I began to just cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. Show me. I'm giving you that room in my life to speak to me so that I can make right decisions. I'm acknowledging you in all my ways, and I'm asking you to direct me in all my paths. And so I began to pray, and, and it was a while. I was probably out there a good hour or more. And as I began to come draw closer a joy began to take over me and all of a sudden these ideas began to roll up inside my spirit about doing a few things differently and so I was excited and I was praising God and and I just believed God right then it was a turning point and it really was a complete turning point never went back never had an issue since I mean God's good God why Because I obeyed what the Spirit of God began to show me, began to reveal to me. And He began to deal with me, even some in my thinking and how I deal with it. I began to realize it's not my problem. Wow, what a relief. It's not my problem. See, listen to this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Period. You fill in the blank. I shall not want. Say with me, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, you think of anything that you could possibly want for and just fill that in. 
I shall not want for finances. I shall not want for food. I shall not want for clothing. I shall not want for love. I shall not want for fellowship. I shall not want for good car. I shall not want for fuel. I shall not want. I shall not. The Lord is my. See, in other words, the Lord began to open my eyes. He's the great shepherd, not me. Not me. I'm not the provider. I'm not the guider. I'm not the, I'm not the guy providing security. And so I began to, even though I knew the Lord was my source, He began to change the way I saw things. And that helped my faith. And that cha- it was a game changer for me. Absolutely, the Spirit of God absolutely changed my life. But see, He wouldn't have been able to do it if I never gave Him room and obeyed Him. If I never gave him that. Well, many of you in your life, how many got some things you'd like to see change? Every one of you ought to have something. I want to see change. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is available to you to help you change that situation. But you got to yield. you got to give him room. You have to allow him in. You have to invite him in. He won't just come in and just take over. If you think, well, I'll just wait on the Lord and He'll do whatever He's going to do, you're going to be waiting a long, long time. Faith is an action. You need to get that step from the Lord. And then as you make that step in your life, He'll begin to... He'll Listen to me. <laughs> he'll open a door before you. No man can shut. No man can shut. That's by the Spirit of God. To every single one of us, whatever that door is you need, He will open it up and no man can shut it. I don't care if that's a relationship issue, if that is a health issue, doesn't matter. Financial issue. But you got to do your part. Amen?